I'm really hot and tired now. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> uh, okay, right, we'll crack on, shall we? Find a quiet moment, put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. And I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie oh, Comer. How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. It's a bit of a change of lineup today. We've got Bethany Manel returning. Hello! Back in the fold. Joining me and Stevie. Here she goes, here she comes. Um, yeah, we, we've got a real, I mean, this won't work on the podcast, but we've got an insight into your, your childhood bedroom today, haven't we? Through the, the Zoom conference. You, we, I'm annoyed that you haven't got any embarrassing sort of Care Bear posters or anything like that. I know. I've put all the embarrassing stuff on the other side of the camera so yeah don't worry it's, it's all there it's all there it looks so legit yeah i made lunch for my boyfriend is well this is a long ramble until we get into what's coming up on the show but um <laughs> no, no, no get this for over exaggeration we didn't have any tuna and he wanted tuna and i said we don't have tuna and he went oh you've ruined my life Ruined my life. It's like that's just because we don't have tuna in. Wow, there's some he's dramatic. Katie, buy a man, buy a man a, a fishing rod. That's what you need to tell me. Send them out there to provide. <laughs> get your own. Go get your own. Go get your own yeah. tuna. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about TV, shall we? Um, coming up yeah. on this week's show, property porn meets the trashiest of reality TV in Selling Sunset. The Oppenheim Group is getting more listings. The homes are bigger. The land is bigger, and the commission is bigger. I just closed on. A $44 million house. Who knew that I love a Mandy? Excuse me? You thinking of buying that sofa? Um, how much is it? That's £1,350. I'll think about it. And photographer to the stars, Rankin, talks to us about his new Sky Arts show. For me, the perfect picture is, is something that really sort of touches uh, you as an individual. So what I'm really looking for is not the kind of technically most perfect image, but the image that um, actually kind of shows what's going on in your world at that moment. Ooh, before we get on to celebrity photos, though, um, we have to talk about the big entertainment event. That has already happened. You may or may not have already checked it out, whether depending on whether you've got Disney Plus or whether or not you uh, subscribed to Disney Plus, especially for it. Black is King, Beyonce's visual album's come out. You who were formed by the heat of the galaxy. What a thing to be both unique and familiar to be one and the same. And still, unlike any other. Black as king! I, I mean, we we were joking about how we were going to do a, uh, a watch together, and then, and then of course, that fell through. <laughs> but but, um, you say it fell through, Stevie. So what happened is it came out on Friday. No, We'd arranged I didn't, on, no, I didn't no, no, watch no, it no. on. We'd arranged on Sunday <laughs> we were all going to do this. And then on Friday night, Stevie texts and goes, 
well, it's only 90 minutes. Do you think, I mean, really, <laughs> we shouldn't really wait till Sunday. Stevie could not wait to watch yeah. it with us. He wanted Beyonce all to himself. It's he didn't true. want any Spencer and Manel action. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started and I stopped and I actually watched it last night. So we could have done, sorry. So for those that don't know, we should explain. It is Beyonce's new uh, visual album that's uh, inspired uh, by the Lion King album that she did. The Well, it, it is the Lion King album that she did, The Gift. It's this weird sort of magnificent visual treat that's based around the Lion King. Yeah. That in itself, you think, oh, this is so weird. Loosely. I mean... It's so I loose, kind of, but yeah. I know it did have kind of like <laughs> actual lines from the Lion King every now and again, just plotted around. And you hear Simba mentioned, don't you? And there are certain little bits that you can kind of see from the film, but I kind of wondered how long I'd have watched it if I had no idea it was linked to Lion King, how yeah. long before I'd have tweaked. I think once I'd heard Simba. And it's a, a human Simba, basically, isn't it? And Beyonce plays this ethereal sort of narrator or angel-y person that's following him and helping him on, on his journey. I was actually kind of thinking, oh God, I'm not sure I can be bothered to watch an hour and a half of a visual album, despite knowing how magnificent Lemonade was. Beyonce did it for me again. I started this thinking, oh, maybe I'll skip through a bit. But actually, oh my God, totally blew me away. It's just magnificent on many, many levels. The dancing is phenomenal. The singing, the rapping is phenomenal. The scenery is just breathtaking. Ugh, God, the geez. costumes. Oh my it's God. For nothing else, you watch it for the costumes. It's, yeah. it's like a kind of a visual feast, isn't it? Your eyes just suck in. She's, I, I didn't count, actually I'd like to watch it again and count how many costumes Beyonce alone wears. Yeah. It is amazing, just the, the color, and a lot of them are kind of primary colors as well, mm. so it's so vibrant. You do kind of come out of it almost like you feel like you've had your batteries charged with this kind of <laughs> color and creativity and music and sound and positivity. And, and I'm and like you, Katie, I went into it going, oh dear, what a visual, what like a big long music video but you're right Beyonce <laughs> can pull it off this woman can do no wrong well she she also is really gracious if you think about it because if you're watching this um she's brought on so many artists from Africa and also from all over the world and and if you if you listen to the music she literally steps aside yeah. and lets everybody shine yeah. and and it's not like featuring it really is like like very front and center like when they come when they show up and they do their thing they're literally doing their thing and then Beyonce kind of comes back in so she's almost like this presence throughout and, yeah. and, yeah, and curating then, almost yes, kind curating of the whole and showcasing yeah. but it's also done as well with the sort of creatives from Africa as well there's no sort of um, oh, yeah, American totally. directors who are on it it's all sort of people who, who know how to make Africa look beautiful and, and, and show it in this magnificent way that they have the For irony once it's is, not Los Angeles, is it? Saying, hey, yeah. look, this is our interpretation yeah. of Africa. Everyone yeah. have a look. This well, is like actually like real. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the original Lion King was written by a certain Elton John, who I love, but still has very little ties to yeah. Africa, I'm assuming. And, you know, and, 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 you know, all the voices back in the day were predominantly like white voices. And so, so in a weird way, she's kind of shifted this reclaimed story reclaimed to it. reclaimed it and, and given the vision of the people and, and the voices uh, that it should have come from. And so it's a very, smart and and powerful move on her part too because you know 
how dare it, you know if another artist came it's like you know what i want to redo your lion king which has done so well for you guys but i'm going to do it only beyonce would be yeah. the person to be able to do that and not come away as like look at me look at what i've done for you you know that thing. It, it still feels like like a like a uh, like a side storyline that totally works as a centerpiece. But, but it I don't is know, just, just terrific, so though, as well. Because um, yeah, there, there was a moment towards the end where she'd covered like life, death, and then rebirth, and there was eighteen minutes to go, and I was like. What the hell are you, you going to do next with the last 18 minutes? And it's like, oh, the creation yeah. of the whole universe. <laughs> okay, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. So many cameos, like her mum or oh. her kids, Jay-Z. And the Jay-Z. whole thing is dedicated, isn't it, to her little boy, to, to Sir Carter like yeah. at the end. And then she says it to everyone else too, but especially to Sir Carter. Still not sure about that name, Beyonce. <laughs> she gets everything else right. But, um, yeah. um, it was nice also that she chose the, the backstage podcast electric pink for her big yes. synchronised swimming mm-hmm. moment Ooh. which was my favourite moment of the whole thing it's just glorious Stevie's in the background somewhere there doing, yeah. <laughs> joining in I'm like let me jump in the pool let me jump in the pool they're like holding me back oh um. they cut out the bit where you dive bombed I know the, my cannonball they just didn't, Straight they after they did, it didn't look so good in the final cut um, but uh, yeah Brown Skin Girl in, in particular was, was almost like it was beautiful because it was almost like the centrepiece of the film the way she looks at Kelly in the end when she was yeah. you're beautiful and then Kelly's so like Ugh, and she almost looks away and they're, they're about to cry and they just oh it's just such a beautiful like, did like an, moment yeah. did I read an interview years ago about Kelly Rowland saying oh god can you imagine how what much pressure it is to be in a band with Beyonce and how you would constantly compare yourself mm. so actually that's a really sweet moment for that as well yeah isn't it? Yeah, full circle. Did you have your fan on while you were watching it? I just had to like, I just to blow my hair. Yeah, I needed to have. I put on a wig even for that. I was like, wind blow on me. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a little holiday. (laughs) Like in this year when none of us can actually go on holiday or do anything fun, give your head like a sort of an hour and forty-five minute kind of like blast of of just fun and creativity. No one else is in the same league as Beyonce. Can you imagine any other artist doing? anything like that it's just not there's no one else that is like Beyonce like that there's so many cameos that you miss them I totally miss Donald Glover um aka Childish Gambino apparently in one of the pictures in, in one of, yeah and I totally miss that entire he's reference. not physically there then is no, he just he on, maybe on, he was on painted in yeah yeah I mean I was just really excited because I was actually googling a lot of the African artists because I'd never seen a lot of them and I was like who is this and 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 Again, like you know, to be able to 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 discover them yeah. through Beyonce, I'm very us. happy to yeah to just follow a bunch of new artists or artists. But the that I've never energy heard of. of that oh. whole that whole piece, I guess, is it a piece of what did it be a visual album? Piece. Yeah, um, yeah it, it is almost like a performance yeah. piece, isn't it? Yeah. She's um yeah, she's doing her own so I like thing. Stevie's phrase. It's like a showcase, showcase. of immense talent with. Beyonce at the head of it, just, yeah, like the goddess of creativity (laughs) and talent, saying, here you go. Speaking of performance piece, um, there is a reality show that uh, I'm very kind of I'm not into but a lot of the other black stage members seem to be totally into it's called none of them are present today oh really oh good Claire isn't here to defend this because Claire Uh, loves this show doesn't she it is selling sunset I have learned the hard way that incredible houses don't sell themselves 
Is Jason giving Mary another listing? Favouritism at its best. This is available on Netflix from the 7th of August onwards. Oh, what a transition from Beyonce, someone with something to say, to a group of women who have... Who say things. How's that? Um... say words. And they look fantastic when they say it, but boy, they say nothing, and they say it in a really irritating way. Oh my god, really? it's like, like there. So good to see you. <laughs> What's that phrase, Stevie? That phrase for the American? Is that like that creek? Is it like a valley girl creek? It's a valley girl. I don't. I don't know if all the girls, all the women, uh, speak in valley talk, but like there is a few. Uh, um, characters on the show who like end everything with a question so for those who uh have never heard of selling sunset it is it's now in season three it's a re, re oh my god i don't know what they are um they're we they're call it real- an estate agent over yes, here it's, it's a, realtors do you call it re, real realtor real estate, um, real yeah. estate. And, and actually it's a it's a big company so they're they it's it's a bit of a no joke uh, um where they're kind of they actually work i don't know if they actually work there i don't know if they're just cast just That's to sit in the front the room thing. or something what like is that the deal? Yeah. how real is this stevie one because it was hard for me to get a grip on this like it's run by two brothers isn't it this yeah. company so oppenheim group exists they kind of uh, represent huge properties in and they're in the hollywood hills aren't they so it's glamorous and and like we're talking properties with like um those infinity infinity swimming pools on the roof and golf courses on the roof you know this is kind of special (laughs) stuff yeah Yeah. Um, i love how those two brothers they look that they they sort of simultaneously look like they hate those women and fancy (laughs) them at the same time yeah and they both look a tiny bit like kind of Jason Statham type wannabe, but shorter. But then, yeah, but in, with, right. in that Jason kind of Satan's estate quite agent. Short. Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> kind of an estate agent guys. And I mean, it is. Let's face it; it's a show about estate agents, so I'm not too but, surprised we didn't love it. Yeah, but they've they've done the very clever sort of ultimate reality combo, haven't they? That it's a bit like the Kardashians. It, it's a bit like the Real Housewives. Plus, it's set to this sort of property porn backdrop, so you can go, ooh. It is amazing, isn't 16 it? Million. And particularly, actually, as being... Because for us, I guess for anyone in America watching it, it's pretty... Not many people have houses like that. But I guess for us, it's even Maybe. more removed. Because <laughs> yeah. it's American. It's all kind of, like, bigger and shinier. And well, it's not, not just how a- we do it. It's not just American, it's L.A., which is a whole, like, kind of monster of, of a property, like, kind of experience. because No room for your infinity pool in New yeah. York. Oh, hell, no. well, no. It's, it's, <laughs> my infinity pool is my sink, basically. Um, yeah, filter it for him. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, look at this. Um, but, um, no, in L.A., huge properties is, like, a dime a dozen almost, it feels like. And, and, and if you're there, you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who has a huge, huge house that every now and then you can go and visit but like there was a woman dressing the rooms wasn't yes. there kind of like yeah. literally like dressing them so when you're this is like a whole business you have a party you have cocktails you have yeah. food you have someone dressing your house it isn't just like you put your for sale sign up outside and put it on zoopla you know it's a whole different kettle of fish isn't it so what makes it even more special selling sunset is about is really about these women who uh, work for this agency and and they um yeah they're not nice to each other are they they you know <laughs> They're ex models, stroke actresses, stroke influencers. I mean, they're all Probably. stunning. Everyone in LA is, though. Define models. I mean, these women are like, um, they look. <laughs> the one that looks look... like Cruella Deville, the really pale one. More than happy to talk about 
breast implants. And remember that at her birthday party, it was just like, yeah. hey, which one of you have silicone? Because it's like, what's, what's in for yours? You? Yeah, what's in yours? And everybody's like raising their hand. And I'm like, oh my gosh. They bicker about the most banal things. And so it, it's, it's um, you said this, and I feel disrespected. And we yeah. need to talk about. So I don't know. This it's is not the strongest feminist of, message, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we talk a lot about toxic masculinity. Is this yeah. not the equivalent of toxic femininity? It's all yeah. about Botox and how you yeah. look and stumbling around on little and Being pretty and, and, and yeah, selling houses. It helps the pretty. other girl in the office next mm-hmm. to you. So. Yeah. Well, it also feels weirdly dated. I mean, obviously in 2020, things have changed in terms of what we probably demand of our content these days, at least for me. Um, so when I see something like this, it feels so like 2017, you know, and 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 it's yeah. just like maybe this will pass as entertainment back in the day. But for me now, when I see this, I'm staring at like my time being wasted. But but yes, but um, it's proved hugely popular uh, yes. popular during the pandemic. Within the last three or four months, it's suddenly snowballed in this country because mm. a lot of people it ended up on the front page of their Netflix. So suddenly. When we didn't have anything to watch, loads of people. That escapism, isn't fans. it? Yeah. You can't escape from your own house. So why just escape into any <laughs> any random house? Let's escape into LA, Hollywood Hills, plush millionaire mansions. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. get it. And it's so such a different world. It's really balanced, isn't it, between reality and fake. You, you're never quite sure how fake and how scripted reality and how real it is. Mm. It's kind of. I think it's one of those if it's raining shows. There's not much uh, to do. Oh, watch Beyonce twice. Don't you? <laughs> Claire isn't here to defend it. So, uh, Claire, you will have to come back and defend it yourself. But actually, look, in our ear at the moment, producer David, who is yes. <laughs> editing this week's show, is enraged with us. Come on, David, then. What? Just say something. Just say, just give, give give it a go. I mean, honestly, like we, I feel like we need the uh, opposition kind of voice really quickly to see what, what they Why say. Why should people watch this, especially when we've been so mean about it? Okay, selling sunset as well as taking <laughs> you completely out of the situation that you're in right now will solve all of your ills. It is stupid. It is funny. It is witty. Um, the the girls in the show are um, how do, how do I best describe awful? Them? Larger than life? Larger than life, yeah, let's go with larger than life. (laughs) I do like the mad conversations that they have. For example, in the first series, one of the girls finds out that she is pregnant and there's kind of this whole staged thing of, oh, I need to go to the bathroom to do my pregnancy test on camera. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I wonder if I am. I wonder if I'm pregnant. And the other girl goes, oh my gosh, I'm going to be here to support you, whatever the outcome is. (laughs) I'm going to stand outside this bathroom and make sure everything's going to be fine. And it's just, it just is so banal and stupid. And in this time, yeah, but in, in this time when we're all kind of looking outside of the world and it's all going to hell, I think it's nice to just have something that is just stupid. Do you know what would make me watch it? If they were drag queens. Watch it <laughs> yeah, if they exactly. were drag queens. If this was a drag queen show, I would be all of, actually, let's, oh my God, we should pitch this. It's a drag queen real estate agency yeah. and yeah. they are showing these amazing houses. <laughs> And it's got to be better. It's got to be better. I know. 
We've had um, six on. months of Drag Race. Come on, I think we can. I think we can. Co- no, can we have, can we have two sisters <laughs> as the Bosque instead of two fellas running the whole thing and all these silly women running around? Can exactly. Have, me and Katie are the bosses, so we're yes. kind of running the joint. <laughs> I feel like there's not enough Botox for us to uh, <laughs> yeah. start joining we'll in with We obviously have to get our Botox and our boob implants yeah. and our high heels first, but you know, it's, it's a price. It's a price I'm willing to pay. Okay, well, it, it's one where it divides us. I think it's safe to say, but um, yeah, if you want a bit of trash check out uh, Selling Sunset. Yeah. Thank you, David. You're <laughs> all you, still David. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> now go back to being quiet, David. <laughs> One that is not quiet is the artist that I would call Mandy. Because she... <laughs> this is kind of America to the UK, isn't it? I love this. So we're going from these kind of Amazonian model-like LA Hollywood real yeah. estate agents to Mandy. What's the matter, honey? You don't look like your normally bubbly self. That's a salt for a woman. I can't stop thinking about it. Honestly, it's making me ill. I wish we could show Mandy to the, the, <laughs> the reality to stars of her sunset. <laughs> I don't think they <laughs> would know how to deal with it. I don't think they'd understand what it was. This is written and directed by Diane Morgan, who you might know as Philomena Kunk uh, in a lot of the Charlie Brooker stuff, also in Motherland she was. Um, the original pilot, I think, has already gone out on BBC Two uh, last Monday. The entire box set of the new series, there's six episodes, each 15 minutes long, it's coming out on the 13th of August. And as a 15-minute episode, I was actually surprised at the, at the length because I was like, wait, wait, that's it? And um, Very sure. It makes you, sort of, leaves you wanting more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in a weird way, that kind of is perfect because... Th- our, our Mandy, you know, she's she's a woman with dreams. She really just wants to breed Doberman pinchers and, you know, goes out into the world to, like, kind of, you know, try to make some money by getting a job and that doesn't work. Smashing spiders with a hammer. <laughs> no tarantulas were harmed in the filming yes, of this exactly. program. I was glad to see at the end. But it's quite surreal, isn't it? I was convinced Stevie would not like this. I thought there's no way you would get the accent. I... Love her. I mean, it was one of those weird things where, like, I was just sitting there uh, eating and then, like, just watching this Mandy. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is about. And I had to put my food down because I was cracking up. I love situational, like, kind of humor, which is, like, you know, the build up to somebody, like, totally failing and then trying to get out of it. Like, that's just my, 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 my zone. And, like, Every episode is Mandy like doing something and just failing like excessively. One of the the co-stars in it, Michelle Greenidge, mm. who um, she's done some other stuff. I definitely recognised her from well, other shows. She was her co-star in Afterlife, so Diane was Morgan was also Afterlife. Yes, and, wow, and so she's Diane Morgan. Yeah, she was the receptionist, and then Diane Morgan played one of the one of the journalists. Was she, was she the advertising manager? Basically, and she always yes. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah so, really bad marketer. Exactly. And so it's it's nice to see that um, she incorporated a lot of her castmates onto the show, too. Which and the guy that's mates. the boss, yes. isn't it, in Afterlife? He's kind the of the journalist, app. manager, yeah. boss, and he, um, Tom... <laughs> 
buzzed in. I Job centre like, manager, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but the, um, her friend actually says to her, Mandy, your constant failure allows other people to shine. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's just so depressing, but also so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big difference about this as well is we're so used to seeing really sort of serious comedy these days. We yeah. don't really get things that are silly anymore. And this is just so silly. It's, it's it does have a real surrealist bent, doesn't it? And that 15 minutes, I think, is a lot to do with it because you've kind of got to take some shortcuts in 15 minutes. And she doesn't take lazy shortcuts, but she's just like does something out there. Like, you know, when you're thinking in your head, oh, my God, what is she going to do? You can almost just think of the worst thing you could do in that situation and that is what she is going to do. And then it just develops. And there's some cracking cameos in this one as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think, is there brilliant. Sonia from EastEnders? Natalie Cassidy pops up. Maxine Peaks in the line dancing one as well. Sean yes. Ryder plays her uh, ex-husband as well. <laughs> and Sean Locke. She must love the Seans, the comedian Sean yeah. Locke. That's yeah. in quite a cracking episode that I actually skipped ahead to watch. And it opens with... Diane Morgan completely naked and covered in sushi. Oh, I didn't see this one. I okay. need to watch this. This is very exciting now. <laughs> and a group forward. of Japanese tourists are eating sushi from on top of her and Sean Locke for some reason. Is she smoking in this one? While she, while, while <laughs> you have like, nailed it. At one point, <laughs> when she is covered in sushi, she does oh indeed smoke. Oh <laughs> she then steals She's... a gong. No, it's a cracking one. Yeah. I read an interview with Diane Morgan saying that um, actually she sees the whole thing almost more like a comic strip than an actual show mm, which when you think about it it is because it's only 15 minutes the amount of scenes would fit more on a comic strip wouldn't they and it's really? quite visual as well isn't it like everything we're talking about from the shows it's quite you know someone stomping tarantulas with a mallet a hammer. set to music <laughs> set to Should music it's because she's doing um she's checking the bananas as they're brought into this country <laughs> and making sure there's no yeah, making sure there's no Texting. spiders escaping. <laughs> but it reminded me almost of um, Vic and Bob in some ways, because that was sort of silly when they it's used surreal. to do their comedy. Yeah. 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 I like it. Kind of nice really good. Storyline good as well. Yeah. No, I loved it. And there's only six. So literally, gosh, you can watch it in a couple of hours, the whole lot, mm. can't you? Because it's just those 15 minutes. But it hopefully is. there'll be a second season. This is the kind of stuff that I love watching in, in British comedies is like these really kind of random <laughs> kind of characters <laughs> who and I do understand her. it was funny Katie was like are you sure you understood what she was saying and I'm like yeah I do because I don't know if, even in her mumbling from the side of her mouth how does she keep that up because her lips are kind of like uh, uh, how, like yeah all the time <laughs> that must ache so much and those boots that she wears <laughs> those like really high platform boots and you thing is you do recognize people like that on the street and know exactly kind of what she's going for and she said it's based on a real person hasn't which she? is i mean that's up that's awesome and, I, and you know and that poor person now watches herself on television and i bet if they watched it they would still have no idea they would just yeah. go oh that's a silly caricature yeah i read she bought all the costumes off of ebay so imagine you'd be uh tuning in and go oh i recognize that uh puffer jacket <laughs> Well, she looks amazing, though, doesn't she? Because she's so trim, even in those awful outfits. She does yeah. look fab. She's got very long legs. The line dancing one where she's all... Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Com competitive line dancing. <laughs> very funny. Enjoyed that. What else are we watching at the moment? Anyone else seen anything good of late? Yeah, because it's, it's so funny. It's like we have these set shows that we watch for the pod. And then, obviously, we are off-splitting to do 
you know, watch things that we're very interested in. We can't constantly watch the same thing. I know. Um, I feel bad because, like, my my offshoot is actually a documentary. So I just kind of, rather than, like... you're going highbrow. I'm going highbrow only because maybe, because Selling Sunset really killed my my kind of, like... Passion for life. Passion for life. So I needed to, like, immediately go into something, like, more interesting. So there's a documentary that came out, and it's on VOD in the UK and in the US, called The Fight. Nearly 2,000 children have been separated from their families. Hey, see how are you? Good morning. Hundreds of parents have just lost their kids. Free our children now! My job is to make sure the horror of what's going on stays front and center. And it's basically looking at the ACLU, which is this organization that right now just sues Trump. Basically, they set like a hundred and... 100 plus kind of cases against the Trump um you know regime if you will and 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 Ooh. and it's everything from trans rights to you know bringing families back together who have been separated at the border and and it's just so it follows four uh lawyers as they're trying to kind of like stop all this injustice that's going on in 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 America it's one of those things where you're so caught up in these stories because they're they're everyday news pieces and now there's a face to it and so you feel like you want them to succeed and and some do and some don't and it's does it just... follow the cases all the way along do you get to the yes. end of them or are you yeah amazing yes and so even when you watch the trailer you can get a bit of chills because you just you're hoping that something good is going to come out of what they're doing and so the ACLU you know in in this past you know <laughs> almost 4 years now they they have really gained kind of popularity in the United States for those who want to support their causes because they are after they're just they just want to fight all the injustice that's been going on in 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 our country and so um it's a it's a solid doc uh, and it is an emotional one and it is I just love Love the fact that it's out there in the world for people to feel mm. like invigorated yeah. to want to maybe during you know our election which is coming up in a couple of months um they can vote for people who will be on the right side of, of things you know and so it's it's a uh, it's one of those <laughs> one of well, those docs yeah you make me feel bad about the fact that i'm obsessed at the moment with watching inside the world's toughest prisons which is so <laughs> is good what well, Kemp, well, is it? no 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 it's trending at number three in the uk at the moment so i'm not alone there are other yeah. people that are watching it with me my name is Raphael Rowe. I was convicted in the UK of a murder I did not commit. 12 years of my life lost. Now I'm traveling the globe to discover what life is really like inside the world's toughest prisons. And what it is, every episode starts with, um, so I'm in Bogota. My name's Raphael Rowe. It's not necessarily Bogota, Bogota. insert like a violent country. I'm in Colombia. Uh, my name's Raphael Rowe, and this isn't the first time I've spent time behind bars. I was jailed for murder for 12 years where I was wrongly convicted. <laughs> and then he goes in, and then it's the whole process of actually what a prisoner would go through. He's always made to strip and crouch naked in case he's got anything up his cavities. Awesome. Oh, God. Yeah, and then it's just brilliant. Some of the... Um, people Katie, that he meets <laughs> no, don't dwell on the cavity search oh, that's not the brilliant accent um, started no. with that <laughs> no the, it's when he meets some of the prisoners some of them have just been truly like try to really mess with his head like he'll go in and it'll be a room of like 10 people that you're meant to share your cell with in some really sort of dodgy country and uh, they'll say Right, everyone has a wife here. 
who do you want to be your husband out oh of us <laughs> you sleep horrific. with me tonight it's so compelling it's really good wait i don't understand is this a game show <laughs> is, this a ga- is this a game show or is this like... I don't like... think Raphael what is... wins anything yeah, at what, the end. Yeah. What you... The win what is... is if he doesn't get shivved. Oh, what? It's really good though, honestly. I'm really enjoying it. You did say that like you like wait until you hear what I ha- I'm watching and I'm just like, well, you know, you've really um yeah, congratulations. Sorry, I, I mean like I know you... it's not as wholesome as your documentary. No. Is this on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, you have to watch it. It's like all of these series have come out, but he's very brave, this journalist who Wait, Obviously so is it Ross? Is it prison. is Ross the the, the No, the... it's Ra- oh. Raphael Rowe. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch it, honestly. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Bethany, what are you watching? Well, I have not been watching Trash and I haven't been watching that much highbrow either. I've been watching the first virtual award ceremony, the BAFTA ceremony. Oh, oh yes. yes. Normally this would be on the TV and it would be all shiny and there'd be glamorous dresses and acceptance speeches, but instead we got well Richard Ayawadi, who was the host, kind of summed it up the best. He described it as a, what did he call it? He called it a Zoom call, didn't he? And there were some amazing wins as well. Some of the great shows got some recognition. Good night for Sky shows. Good night for Sky News as well. We won, I think everyone was quite surprised because going into it, everyone was saying um, the oh Emily Maitlis BBC interview was guaranteed to win for yeah. news. But hey, we won for our coverage of the Hong Kong protests, which was absolutely terrific. Well done absolutely. To, and then Chernobyl, which obviously Chernobyl. we raved about yes. endlessly every week for about a year, I think. Um, I think it's partly because of our amazing campaigning. But yeah, they took two <laughs> on the night, lead actor and best miniseries, so two of the big prizes. And they'd already stocked up seven BAFTA awards in the Craft Awards, which were a couple of yeah. weeks ago. So it's an, it's an amazing result. Jared Harris um, revealing that he wasn't first choice as well in his acceptance speech, that apparently they'd Daniel, wanted Daniel Day-Lewis. How upsetting <laughs> must that be? You'd be but anyway, in your face, Daniel I mean, at Day-Lewis. least it's someone really good, though. But no, thank goodness Jared Harris got it. And didn't anyone else think when he did his little acceptance speech, he reminded me so much of Charlie Brooker. He really looked like Charlie Brooker in his exception speech. Just that kind of quirky, jokey. And when he was super dry and he said that the BAFTAs had ruined his losing streak, I was like, come on, <laughs> Charlie Brooker won this award. <laughs> what did you think, Stevie? Because I texted you during it to say that I was working. Yeah, she, you said you were watching it. it and I was like, oh, you know what? Let me let me check it out. And um, I, it was so dry. I mean, I, I hate to say this. It was just really the like... The always are, though. Did you not like that it was a tight 90 minutes? It was. And and actually, at some point I texted you and I said, is this pre-edited? Because it was so, it was so, and it was so tight. It was weird. Yeah, I think as well as having some of the, all of the nominees, they were meant to come up live. They also, in some cases, pre-recorded speeches in case there was like a technical breakup. Well, Ramesh Ranganathan looked like he'd been pre-recorded because that was quite... With his tinfoil BAFTA. Yeah, it had a lot going on, didn't it? It had extras (laughs) and it had, yeah, props. (laughs) But I think, but when they did play out those pre-recorded speeches, it did kind of kill the 
vibe a yeah. little bit, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, like when Will Sharp, uh, our cutie Will Sharp wins Best Supporting Actor, it was one that he like kind of submitted. And it was, yeah. what a strange thing to do where you're sitting at home and you're like, okay, um, so I think I won. And so I don't want to thank everybody. Um, it just doesn't have that that like spontaneity, which somebody like Sean Clifford, uh, um, who won, who beat Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, yeah, for, 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 for Yeah, she was shocked. In and tears, was, wasn't and she? And in tears. Yeah. And then it was like... And her voice was, broke because she was so yeah. emotional. Yeah, and then she was trying to look at the screen, but they had taken off everybody else. So she was just like talking to the camera. And and um, yeah, I think she really wanted to to just celebrate with, with Phoebe. What were and, they and, doing at the beginning of that bit when it was kind of like, and here are the oh, four nominees? Oh, fell really flat. Yeah. They were, were they um, looking for furs on their chin. They were pretending to pick hairs out of their chin, but it didn't work. And that was the one bit where Richard Ayoade was like, oh, this is virtual ceremonies, eh? Kind of, the jokes don't work, do they? It's so dry at the best of times. <laughs> now, I've never watched this um, Stath Let's Flats show, but I, it made me curious. I can't I believe that that beat uh, Fleabag, because I'm not a massive fan of that. Stath Let's Flats has been around for quite a while, like a sort of slow indie yeah. hit, kind of an occult following. Right. Um, a bit like really just beating the second season of Fleabag? That was terrific. Yeah. Although, hello, Taskmaster getting an award. I'm, I, I was so excited about that because they're about to have <laughs> their, their next season, and, but their first, their inaugural one on Channel 4. And Taskmaster is one of the best comedy shows known to this it country. It is good. I quite admire all the Taskmaster team as well because throughout the pandemic, they've been really trying to interact with people and get people to make do their own tasks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Alex Horn, I believe, has been surviving on about one hour's sleep every night <laughs> since Aww. the pandemic broke. Um, but no, there were some really good shows winning. And, you know, award shows are always a bit weird. This, but I mean, it's a miracle no one's Zoom went down, to be honest. I That's true. I don't know how they managed that. Well, brace yourself. Is this what we've got to look forward to then? Is this going to be well? This and, and you know, we have we have the Emmys coming up. You know, because we talked about the Emmy nominations last week, and and obviously this will also be a virtual kind of award ceremony. Do you think but, it will be similar, Stevie? Well, did, I don't know if you guys ever watched the American Idol. Um, I don't know if that show ever shows in, in the UK. Uh, but yeah, during this, I think on ITV2 sometimes, yeah. So the, their big finale was done uh, virtually. And actually, it wasn't a, a horrible uh, show. Um, and what they had done is they had brought crews to their homes and really decked out the the backdrops and everything like that and so it just it looked really good and the performances sounded amazing and so uh, and the editing was really smart and so i maybe if if this is a pre-record type thing um you know they mm. can they can they can maybe make it more hollywood for for the audience um but we'll you see i mean think, so if the if all of these shows have the nominations basically for from a year ago yeah what's next year gonna have they might have the award show itself but you've got no content to actually and all the content about. will have been filmed on zoom or done like when people are doing stuff yeah. from their houses it's going to be like a whole different thing you're so right it's not even this year we should be worrying about it's next year <laughs> god it'll be selling sunset cleaning up at the emmys 
oh my god please no that's a bleak apocalyptic world we have to look forward to (laughs) um but something that's not bleak or apocalyptic is the photographer rankin and the photos that he takes there's a link because he took the he took the pictures of the bafta nominees did you see any of them they were brilliant he was directing people in their homes so you've got like stephen graham who was jumping on a trampoline and so his legs in the air and for someone that wasn't physically there to take the photos rankin directed some really beautiful shots where are they where can you see them are they like somewhere on the bafta website yeah it must be on bafta's instagram i would have thought yeah we have some connection with rankin don't we is is there some kind of sky Sky arts yeah so so sky arts that's our big arts channel and it has some amazing content it's been running for years and it's kind of got you kind of have your concerts, your documentaries, your reality shows like landscape artists, portrait artists. Oh, portrait artists of the year. I love yeah, that Yeah, exactly. So many fun things. But excitingly, Sky Arts is going free view from September. So oh. everyone will be able to watch it. I hadn't even heard of this before we sort of put it in our notes today for things to talk about. But um, that's brilliant. Years and years and years of content. Not even just you know, doing really exciting new stuff as well aka the Rankin show but also all this archive stuff from way back so you know if you like your old your old rockers you like Queen you like the Beatles you know there's something for everyone yeah. and that's all going to go free to air in September but yeah Rankin is doing a six-part documentary um and it's kind of I kind of think this is almost like taking the baton from Grace and Perry you know that the art show that Grace and Perry did during On the Channel pandemic 4, yeah yeah this is kind of like as we come out of the pandemic, he's keen to kind of like curate lots of photographs, I think, that have represented the pandemic, but different areas of life. And he's, he's encouraging people to get involved. So we're talking about this now ahead of September, because there is yeah. a bit he, he literally is asking for people at the moment to submit their uh, photographs as entries, uh, to, which will then, if they're selected, they will be um, picked to appear on this show. And there's going to be various sort of themes to them as well and listed them because they look quite fun you've got family fun self beauty empathy and nature so let's face it you could fit any photo into one of those really couldn't you but he wants yeah. it to have been taken over the pandemic i think that's the criteria isn't it well i feel like now is the uh, opportune time to drag producer david in again because actually David, earlier today, was doing an interview with Rankin. David? Sorry, I just had to laugh briefly at Bethany Manel swatting away a wasp. around my head <laughs> <laughs> oh. peril here i'm imperiled for our art are you all right you're not allergic yeah, no no he's good he's he's near the window he'll go out in a minute i was very lucky to have a chat with rankin um he was in fine form and apologized several times for um tripping up over words he was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i've got to i'll, I'll get this right this time i was like it's fine mate i'm editing this together it's gonna be great um <laughs> And this is what he had to say. Photography's grown uh, to mass proportions in the last 10 years. And I think that in a way that's been bad because it means that we've all taken it for granted. But it's really interesting because it's become almost a, a, a language that we all use. And I think what I've found really interesting in the last year or so, I found people are becoming more sophisticated, almost like toddlers growing up and kind of becoming more inquisitive about what photography can do, how it can, you know, really kind of, tell stories and they're not taking it for granted in the same way as they used to. And I think that this show is really kind of 
asking you to go take your camera seriously. You know, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. A, a, a good phone will take a good picture these days, and those are very usable. Some of them are even as good as as a proper cameras. So I'm I'm looking for people to really see what photography can do because it's my passion and I love it so much. What I'm really looking for is 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 that idea of creating a kind of uh, a set of images that really uh, act as a kind of memory for us of this period of time because uh, using photography in this way is so exciting. It's the first time we've been able to do something that's on this mass scale and we can really create a, a legacy for this period and really actually get sort of underneath the surface of the data and all the kind of statistics that we're always told and all of these things. What's going on in your lives? What's going on in care homes? What's going on in hospitals? You can take these pictures and it can become this document of exactly what's happened. And that to me is so powerful. And that's why I want it to be everybody. I don't want it to just be photographers. So the new program, Rankings 2020, photos from your camera roll from your instagram and he said that you can actually go back through your instagram if you've posted stuff in the last few months and put hashtag rankins 2020 or 2020 rankin and it will be counted towards the program which is thoroughly exciting i mean it's a good kind of a quality mark on your pictures isn't it if ranking yeah. picks you out and says yeah. he wants you to go on the show photograph kate moss hasn't he and the stones yeah. and all the biggest the biggest stars so yeah it'd be this quite exciting a... for him to pick out your photo <laughs> well exactly this was the thing actually talking about celebrities he I, I asked him i was like you know you've worked with some big names rolling stones you photographed the queen kate moss you've worked with azealia banks and in the background he had a picture of ronnie wood and the queen and he had to he had to stop me he was like i've not put this up here just to kind of look like i'm friends with <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Wood and the Queen. These are, I've just got this up because oh. it's my makeup room that I've got. Were they I, together? I, yeah, well, not, not together. I'm, I'm, I would, <laughs> That'd be a combo. That's an I awesome would, yeah. photo, if it I, was. Oh, no, I thought you meant that he just caught them hanging out in their natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> the most amazing photo. You, you say in their natural habitat as though they're, you know, meerkats <laughs> or something bobbing yeah. around. They are. <laughs> Queen just popped over there with her corgis. He's a well-known animal lover. Yeah, stranger things have happened. (laughs) Did you feel the pressure, David? Did you have to light your uh, Zoom junket appropriately for someone that's of that calibre of photographer? Actually, I bought myself off the internet a lovely little blazer. Uh, Well, it's not little because I've I've got a waistline. But um, I bought myself a blazer (laughs) and I thought Rankin's taken some really serious fashion photographs. He's like created Dazed magazine, which is a huge cult fashion magazine. And I thought, I've got to look good with this. And I had this. stage of this well. Exactly. I had this tan blazer on. And I felt felt quite, because he was just in a a nice polo neck t shirt in his his room. And I thought, oh, I've overdressed for this occasion. (laughs) I'm sure he appreciated. And I'm I would have been so tempted to be like, can you take a photo of me, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> can, you por- can you take a portrait? Can you take a portrait, well, Frank? I, I oh did. my God, that's I say would have as well. <laughs> I, I did do Shamelessly. my hair especially. I was like, well, you know, uh, I'm doing he my hair right now. <laughs> you might want to. Dave's magazine yeah. cover would have looked lovely with me on it. Yeah. Oh, but alas. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, let's all have a trawl then. We should need to, we need to go through our Instagram Yeah, go through our Instagram. Or be good to come on backstage, listeners. One of us has to get onto this ranking show then. 
then. So got until you, 23rd of August. Yes, make make one of our listeners kind of win this. Is this a competition? Do you get money? Is this something like... No. <laughs> it's just the prestige. There's oh an online God. digital exhibition which you will be <laughs> featured in. So yes, there's, there's not a cash prize, but you will get uh, your photograph. <laughs> you will get your photographs graded. I mean, it's an insight into Stevie Wong's yeah. personality, isn't it? As soon it's, as he finds out there's no cash prize. I'm yeah. just like, eh, no. Yeah. Or or food. If there's no food involved, then really there's there's like a buffet. What's the point? I know. What's the point? What is the but point? Right. If you could win a, like a portrait from Rankin. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh my Being gosh. There, like, that'd be, I totally. <laughs> um, so um, yes, if you have photos, if you want to take some photos, please submit um, and and uh, hope you win. And then and please hashtag. Uh, backstage podcast if you do and then, as well and as then, hashtag 2020 then, yeah, exactly um, <laughs> you're welcome because of us um, so if you want to chat with us directly there is an email that people can write to yes or, there is Stevie yeah, there is, what is it Stevie it is backstage at sky.uk so oh. I know it very well and and you know I will answer all your questions because you know I know everything and so, I mean get personal people Stevie's willing to go there it doesn't have to be arts and entertainment related. You might yeah. just want to know yes. what Stevie's up Stevie's to. Stevie's in charge of the inbox this week. Come yeah. on. Um, and if you want to stalk us on the social medias, Bethany, where do we find you? I'm plain and simple at Bethany Manel on both Instagram and Twitter. Keeping it simple. I'm yes. Spenny Pitts on Instagram and at Sky Katie Spencer on Twitter. And Stevie Wong is... At no, I was going to say backstage at sky.uk, <laughs> but no, really, uh, at, at Wongy1 uh, on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. I'm going to buy you a tattoo that has the Sky backstage um, email you. address. Yeah. Can we force someone to have a tattoo? Yeah. Um, nah. <laughs> Just get you a bit drunk, Stevie. Oh, yeah. uh, right, the finest then. tattoos emerge. And on that note, <laughs> don't try this at home. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.